Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Hey, everyone stop saying rhubarb. It's disgusting. I thought it was fruit you didn't like. No, it's everything. Hey, Al, are the rumors true? Is the show really ending? What? As much as I want to see how long he can do that without taking a breath, I think we need to keep things moving here. Uh, if the listeners could see me now, they would see that I'm checking my watch. You don't have a watch. No, but I have a surefire way of making you stop doing that so that you can correct me. Damn you and your constant correctability. You didn't answer my question. Yeah. Is that my only line? Because I have stuff I could be doing. Not me. I just finished recording the end credits, so I'm out of here. This is my last episode. Okay, now that is true. Dave, we thank you for over six years of diligent service, for your slavish devotion to the vocal arts, for your incredible punctuality. For these reasons, I award you this gold watch. That's my watch! And wish you luck as you move on to bigger and better things. Where's he going? Heaven. Ah! Ah! You couldn't have done this six years ago. No, back then we were on a submarine, and it's dangerous to fire a gun in a submarine. Al, that bullet you fired pierced the hole after passing through that corpse. This whole station is explosively de- decompressing at an alarming rate. No, oh, if that were true, there'd be an alarm. I think you made it worse. <sighs> yeah, you sure did. In fact, according to my calculations... Oh, you and your calculations. The, yeah, 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 yeah. the station will begin listing, then slowly careening toward the upper atmosphere before finally smashing into the Great Lakes region. Probably somewhere near Wisconsin. Can you slowly careen? I always pictured careening as this wildly out of control thing. Speaking of wildly out of control things, are you going to shut up so we can abandon station? Bob, how long would you say we had till all that stuff happens? Uh, probably 20 to 30 minutes. I guess it depends on whether we're doing a Nick and Willigans or not. Well, I thought we were going to, but now we're down a narrator. No, you're not. Now it's my turn to shine. Stop trying to take over for everyone. What's that, Madam Treshep? I can only assume that's who you are, because I'm not aware of any other sentient heaps of garbage. That is it. Pop, hold my David Bowie coat. And my London dandy hat. And my... Ah! Dick! Ha! One punch! Alright, 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 break it up. Silence! The George George Lobot! Lobot. The same. You can't tell me what to do, you... You... Simulated Buick-driving creep. Yeah, we're gonna settle this once and for all. Not if I have anything to say about it. Hey! Hey, what? Put me... Let go of... Put me down! Put me down. You can keep holding him. George is gonna separate you boys while Matt and I open the show. We'll deal with you later. Isn't the station cascading... Greening. Right, careening toward the Earth right now? You never did answer the, is this the last episode question. Hey, yeah, you didn't. Is this the last episode, Al? Well, cast, I'm afraid it is. And as such, we have a lot of character arcs to close, a lot of loose ends to tie up, and a lot of plots to resolve. But this is a sketch show. I never said that. Who told you that? This is an intricately plotted, elaborately staged comedy hyphen dramedy with notes of hard-hitting satire. And a peaty aftertaste. Stop licking your own peaty. We've got work to do. You got everything under control here? Yes, the tea is burning. Good enough. Places, everyone. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players.
Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Yes, hi, hello. Can you believe that's the last time I'm ever going to say that? No. Those are three of the most common words in the English language, and you've been saying them for six and a half years. I stole that from Pablo. Remember Pablo? Are we allowed to remember things now? Well, it's the last episode. I suppose I'll allow it. Hit me with your favorite sarcastic voyage memories, Matt. Ah. Remember our last live show when you yelled about Brandon Braga? Oh, yeah. That was one of my finer moments on the other show we do. Oh. Right. Um... Well, what about that Christmas that you and I met up with English Gav and Irish Gav to watch that terrible Star Wars holiday special? Also a great memory. Also from the post-atomic horror. Huh. What have we done on this show exactly? Well, whatever it is, we've done it 200 times now. I think I'd remember that. My favorite memory was when I had to memorize every time zone in the world so I could arrange for every person we know to show up and ask us Coke or Pepsi. Cluster flunk. Are we doing another one of those? Matt, this is the last episode. The space station on which we record the show is plummeting inexorably towards certain doom. By which I mean Wisconsin. We don't have time for cluster flunk. Oh, maybe you don't. I've got flunk on the phone right now. Ah, memories. And speaking of memories, that brings us nicely to our next segment. 200 episodes and you finally learned how to do a segue. Wait, are we going to do a clip show? Are you shades of graying our last episode? Well, I thought about that. As much as the idea of Dr. Pulaski poking at your unconscious body appeals to me, no. Clip show means editing, and editing means work, and work means I have to do it. I do things! <laughs> Instead, I thought it might be fun to have the voice actors reenact some of the best moments of Sarcastic Voyage's rich, storied history. Weren't they there for those moments in the first place? You know, when they recorded those moments? No, I don't mean my actual favorite moments from the last three or four years. I mean that early crap I've been trying to forget. Also, two of the voice acting players are currently being detained by the George Lobot in a high-security Buick. We'll do it with the rest of them, then. God damn it, why are you making this more difficult? Oh, have we not met? I'm Matt. Uh, I'll be your foil for the next 200 episodes. Remember way back in episode 29 when we watched Back to the Future with Bob? Wait, I'm, I'm playing Matt in this? And I'm Bob? I am not playing Al. Well reenacted, everyone. Our next memory is the first time we took mail from the listeners. Coke or Pepsi? Delightful. And then there was that time we met the creator of Axe Cop. Well, I mean, my brother's just a stupid kid. I do all the real work. That guy was kind of a jerk. I guess we can say that now since the show's ending and since there's no chance he's listening to it anyway. Ooh, does that mean we can insult some other guests? Haha, <laughs> remember that time Sabrina was on? You dick! Ow! And who could forget the very first appearance of our fan-favorite characters, that delightful pair of people who aren't from here. Uh, I guess we should get our British accents ready. Frank and Sandra. Oh... Mountaineers? I'm cured. And then, of course, there was our first major appearance at the Emerald City Comic Con. As the official president of this Comic Con, I really enjoyed the first major appearance, and I will continue to invite these two back for as long as I'm in charge. Extra, extra, president of Comic Con assassinated! Well, that's the end of me. What a fun year this has been for me. You mean six years, right? Sure. Anyway, speaking of presidents... Man, you are just nailing these segues! Some Ooh. people may be aware that I've played 21 U.S. presidents over the course of this show. Is 
Anyone aware of this but you? It's literally all he talks about. And some people may be aware that the U.S. has had more than 21 presidents over the course of its existence. That doesn't sound right. Are presidents appointed by the Queen? I think Parliament is somehow involved. That makes sense. Silence, Canadians! We're wasting precious presidential time! We only have so long for this episode. You mean before the station smacks into the earth? Right, and we have a lot of ground to cover. Like the ground we're going to be splattered across. Yes! So I need to play as many presidents. You mean like the dent the station is going to put into the ground? President. Ugh, and now we have even less time. Ten seconds, Al. Ah, okay, I chomped down the Delaware with my teeth. I had an HBO special featuring that guy from Fred Claus. And time. I already did Thomas Jefferson, so uh, uh, I'm James Madison! Wow, now that's how you do an impression. We'll be right back, everyone. Well, Henderson, it's been a long, confusing six and a half years. You've had a lot of ups and downs here at Corco International, and I can't tell you how many times you've almost been fired. But today, at long last, is your day, Henderson. You've made vice president for this. This is truly an honor, sir. I can't remember how many times I've told my wife that today is the day that I'd finally be making vice president today. You have a wife? Yes, she's here in this boardroom right now. Underwater Realtor. But that's Deborah Gill, the underwater realtor. Damn it, Henderson. I was the underwater realtor, but then I moved on to selling cosmetics, and now, after finally passing the subaquatic bar exam, I'm Deborah Gill, the underwater lawyer. Underwater lawyer? Why, that's significantly more impressive than what Henderson just did to make vice president. You know what? Forget this guy. You're vice president, Deborah Gill. Well, I don't work here, and it would be a significant pay cut, but why not? I mean, if a goose can be a sheriff. The goose was sheriff? You've never met my daughter-in-law, Sheriff Abigail P. Goose? <laughs> well, I guess there's no law in the books that says a goose can't be sheriff, but it feels like a violation of the laws of nature. That's where you'd be a mistake. Yeah, Kevin well, Frank Bob, the world-renowned mushroom physicist. The very same. I came to ensure you that there is no equation preventing this goose from enforcing the laws. Just like there's no rule that says a 12-year-old can't hold a badge and a gun. Actually, there are several laws that say that. But those only apply to non-service dwellers. You'd need some kind of above-water lawyer for that. Hmm. Really felt like someone was about to walk in at that point. Hi, everyone. Sorry I'm late. There was a series of ridiculous inconveniences that prevented me from getting here. Do we know you? I'm Jocelyn. I'm constantly pointing out life's little annoyances in a rational, relatable way. Well, I've never heard of you before. No, I think you probably have. Mom, are you in here? I'm being chased by a mummy, the Bride of Frankenstein's Doctor's Monster, and the octopus from Peter Benchley's The Beast. Oh, I'm representing him in a class action lawsuit against Joss. You can't sue me for using Jaws. Alan Moore! The same, but take my name off it. What I did was a pastiche of an homage of an erotic fiction that's a metaphor for a sexual awakening. Good observation, kid. You'll make vice president for this. Hey! How strange that all of these people who have seen their own solo adventures and seemingly have nothing in common would all be in the same room at the same time. Did somebody mention Peter Benchley's The Beast? That book was alright, but it was no Sharkodile versus Wolverinal. I got that from the Wheel of Mashups. I think we're done here. I can't believe that I'm going to die in a brig, in space, breathing the same recycled yet tainted air as you. Why exactly does this comedy space station need a brig? Oh, oh, I suppose in your ideal socialist communist world, everyone is on the honor system, and there's no need for prisons. 
You sicken me. Finally! Ow! Oh, and you brought literally everyone else in the cast to witness our shame. Fun. This inexplicable rivalry has gone on for long enough. Today this ends. Why do you sound like a dad? You're not a dad. You're never gonna be a dad. I don't know. He talks to me like that all the time. Listen, mister, you're under my roof. Not for much longer, he isn't. The The roof! The roof! The roof roof is is on fire. fire! Quiet, all of you. Now, you're both comedy writer-performers, and you're going to settle this like comedy writer-performers. A race for your father's approval? A wrist-splitting contest? Is there a way to competitively procrastinate? I I just assumed you meant passive-aggressively. Yeah, you guys all remember we're going to be dead soon, right? There's no time for passive-aggressive. We need aggressive-aggressive. We're going with an old-fashioned trust exercise. That works for me. Duncan, you close your eyes and fall backwards, and I'll laugh at you. I'm not quite as desperate for laughs as some people. See? Passive-aggressive. No. You guys need to learn to trust each other as writers and performers. You're going to each write a script for the other one to perform to help you understand how an ensemble works. Al, I'm positive that's not how an ensemble works. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm an active participant in several ensembles, and I've never heard of this. Quiet, all of you, or you'll be next to be punished with trust exercises. All right, are your scripts ready? Didn't you literally tell them to write scripts 30 seconds ago? Yes, but time is running short. And do you really want to spend 20 of the last 30 minutes of your life waiting for these two to write? Let's just assume they're done. If you have that kind of mastery over space and time, can't you just make us be not dying in a fiery crash? No. You're going to need to come to terms with the fact that this is the last episode. We can't all live through the last episode. Maybe that's how your Hollywood version of Sarcastic Voyage would end, but this is the real world. On a space station, where you can control time and space. Yes. Now, your scripts are ready? Good. Hand them to one another. Duncan, you go first. I'm Duncan, and I'm human garbage. And then the stage direction just says, finds the nearest airlock, jumps out. I'm not doing this. What's the difference? We're all about to die anyway. This way, at least I get to watch you die while I'm still alive. All right, all right. Jason, you read Duncan's sketch. (sighs) Too often in this life, we find ourselves in conflict. Conflict stems from anger and misunderstanding. And almost inevitably, insecurity. We're all of us, every one, unsure of ourselves and our place in the world. By creating conflict with another, we briefly distract ourselves from our own insecurities and cast our would-be enemy in the mold of a villain. But in truth, there are few villains in this life. There are mostly just fellow humans, scared, insecure, alone and desperately longing for some kind of connection. Any kind of connection. That was that was beautiful. Wow, Duncan, you took the exercise seriously. That was beautiful. Uh, I can't believe you would bare your soul to me like that. Your soul is an overly sentimental weakling. The more I know about you, the more I hate you. That is it! All right, break it up, you two. I guess we'll have to go with the nuclear option. Here are some scripts of mine. You will perform them exactly as written. Duncan, I... Really? You want me to say this? I am your director, goddammit, and the theater is a sacred covenant. (sighs) He's right. He's right. Duncan, I can no longer hide my true feelings. Your words are more insightful than you know. But my aggressiveness doesn't mask insecurity. It masks... love. Jason, kiss me! Yes. Yes! 
to watch this. No, you're right. They should probably be alone for this next part. Come on, everyone. We've got a sketch to do. I think I'm going to see how this plays out. You know, he was on to something. Who, Duncan? No, Jason. Sentimentality is stupid and terrible. You're all a bunch of weaklings. Oh, uh, hey, Al. Al? Uh, is this about the station crashing again? Because I told you, none of those ideas you had to prevent it are going to work. You seem awfully sure about that, but no, I'm more or less at peace with the idea of dying at the end of the show. We had a good run. Yeah, 200 episodes. That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> what? Oh, God, no, I didn't mean the show. I, I meant us. You know, me, you, and me, the others. Did you actually want something? Because I have to take care of the history sketch now. Well, that's actually what I need to talk to you about. The internet heard the show is ending, and they're not happy. Oh, those people are never happy. That's as may be, but you're a comedian. By definition, that means you're constantly striving to satisfy people who can never be satisfied, in the vain hope that it will fill the bottomless void within you with some tiny morsel of meaning. That's a fair cop. So what's their beef? Well, you know the opening bit of the history sketches. A sarcastic, sarcastic voyage has embarked upon a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. form. Yeah. yeah, I think that rings a bell. Okay. Well, the internet says you've barely even scratched the surface of the entirety of human history, and they say it's pretty unlikely you're going to pull it all together in one final episode. Oh, they do, do they? Well, I'll show them. I'll need coffee without sugar because sugar will kill me now. I'll need narration. Where's Dave? You shot Dave. So I did. All right, then. How's your Dave impression? Well, I mean, it's all right, but I thought Jason... I don't have time to get Jason. What's that, Al? Did you say something? You stay out of this. Bob, you're our narrator. Have the other unpaid voice acting players meet me on stage four immediately. Stage four, you said? No time! Bob will tell you where you need to be. I have history to write! What are we doing for history this time? All of it! Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Bob, go! <clears throat> um, several billion years ago... That's not the right voice! What? Uh, for some reason, Dave reads the opening bumper in his normal announcery voice, but the history character has been getting more... Uh, grizzled? Like this. In the late 13th century. Da, 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 da. Al, are you sure you don't want me to... There's no time! Places, everyone. Bob, go! <clears throat> Several billion years ago... Better. Dinosaurs roamed the Earth. Al, I thought we were just covering human history. Shit, good call. All right, skip to page eight. Mesopotamia, 3500 B.C. Welcome to the cradle of civilization. What civilization? We are. We created cities and beer. Also writing, the wheel, and beer. You said beer already. I meant wine. Sorry, I'm very drunk. England, 3100 BC. All right, boys, lift that giant slab. What exactly are we building here, sir? I call it Stonehenge. Follow-up question, sir... Why do I have an Irish accent and you have an English one when neither of those exist in this area? Keep lifting! Ah! Bloody Irish. Egypt, 2900 BC. Why do you kids insist on communicating with one another entirely with pictures? <laughs> They're called hieroglyphics, Mom. It's the downfall of polite civilization is what it is. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Just read the script. Well, it's all Greek to me. Greece, 
776 BC. Nailed it. Welcome to the Olympics. This is one of two central rituals here in ancient Greece. The other being the much older religious festival, the Eleusinian Mysteries. The historian Ephorus is one potential candidate for establishing the use of Olympiads to count years. This is all actually true. Do you have to say that literally every time we do a history sketch? <clears throat> Wales, 60 AD. Aye, Boudicca will lead an uprising against the occupying forces of Rome. The hell was that? Hey, shut up. This was one of my suggestions. I'm just happy I'm not playing Queen Elizabeth again. Or another goddamn French person. France, 260 AD. Oh, son of a... We declare the Gallic Empire officially a sing. Rome, 530 AD. I am Justinian, Emperor of the Byzantine Empire. And I am Theodora, your wife. Research more later. Damn it, Al! Why are you only ruining my suggestions? Mesoamerica, 950 AD. I can't believe our mighty Aztec empire is ending. Yeah, we really didn't see this one coming. That's okay. You can't be expected to predict every little thing. You're sure that the world's going to end in 2012, though, right? Yes, absolutely. England, 1215. Ow! 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 Go on, King John. Sign it. Sign the Magna Carta. I'm trying, but you won't stop twisting my arm behind my back. Stop hitting yourself. Ow! Stop hitting yourself. Ow! Europe, the late 1400s. Welcome to the medieval bookshop, which is a thing that exists now, thanks to Mr. Gutenberg's movable type. I don't know why you feel compelled to tell me that every time I come in here. I'm your best customer. You're my only customer. Fair point. So what's new this week? Well, I have... The Bible. You also say that every time I come in here. Best-selling book in the world! Funny, that. Shit, how are we at eight pages already? Lightning round! Uh, 1492, The Bahamas. I, Christopher Columbus, demand only three things. A city in Ohio, a government holiday, and every last resource you have in the new world. Subtle. 1500, Italy. Uh, Al, who's playing Da Vinci? Fuck, Dave is Da Vinci! Can't you just recast? I can't do that! We established him as the character! You don't just go and replace someone like that! Uh, England, 1837. We are not amused. Hey! New York, 1890. Take that, Thomas Edison! Take that, Nicholas Tesla! The North Atlantic, 1912. Take that, the Titanic! Nice iceberg voice, Nate. Sarajevo, 1914. Take this, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. New York, 1929. Take that, the stock market. Southeast Asia, 1969. Oh, uh, uh, take that, Cambodia. Got one more president in it, at least. Oh, I did him already. Berlin, 1989. Take that, the Berlin Wall. Ugh. And time. That's it! We did it! The entirety of human history! But what about... Nope! Aren't you going to do Nope, that? can't hear you! That's everything that's ever happened to every human, ever. Wow. That was ballsy and clearly incorrect. I'm kind of proud of you, kid. I'm nine years older than you are. Sure, sure. But with hard work, maybe one day you can be my age. Just shut up. It's time for the last host segment. Come on, you guys. You can all come with us. Oh, can we? When did I start writing you as the mean one? <laughs> much everyone that's our show and that's our lives i guess oh god are we gonna die again you're not gonna turn into a plant are you photosynthesis Woo! quiet duncan so with this being the final time we will be standing here in front of you does anyone have any questions anything at all 
Oh, I guess, sure, I guess the cast can ask questions. Uh, yeah, uh, are we really gonna die up here? What? Nate, don't be ridiculous, we're gonna die down there, on Earth, in Wisconsin. Uh, I think I'd rather die up here. Me too! Anyone else? Hey, Al, do you remember that bit in Serenity where they put the corpses on the outside of the ship to fool the Reavers? Yeah. I strapped Dave to the outside of the station. Do you think that'll help? Probably not. Great. So I'm gonna die splattered across Wisconsin. No, you're probably gonna die from that bear. What? Oh, come on! Al, can we get started on the new project yet? I'm bored, the show is boring, you're boring, this episode is boring, and it all kind of lost its edge sometime after after episode 75. Yes, I know. You tell me this literally twice a day. Oh, and I uh, crack some eggs on the hull. Will that help? How much debris did you people put on our hull? Al, I, I just want you to know... Oh, you're not going to get all emotional now, are you, Bob? What? No, I, I want you to know that the capital of Wisconsin is Madison. Okay. Write it down in your copybook. Will do. Next. My only regret is that I never successfully managed to unionize the voice acting players. Really? That's your only regret? Man, I had thousands of them after working with Al for as long as you have. Well, I guess I regret dying up here. Down there. And I regret wasting time on this conversation. Everyone gets one. Does that mean I get a- No, we just heard from you extensively. Well, great. This is what- Four podcasts I've had to follow to the grave now? Chuck and Mal are just on hiatus. No, we're not! On hiatus! Hey, Al? Yeah, Caitlin? You forgot to give me a little last hurrah bit, didn't you? Not anymore, I didn't. Now it's meta. Can I at least have a dramatic death scene? Sure, knock yourself out. Spotlight. Thank you, Bob. Sure thing. Uh, By the way, two minutes to impact. Two minutes, he said. For we who embattled ourselves in the name of comedy, two minutes is a lifetime. A character born, beset by the pies and arrows of outrageous misfortune. All the world a battlefield, each defeat. A horrifying button in an ever-escalating war. To die on stage is, yes, a fate most cruel. But is it not a board I have trod before? In a way. But soft! What light through yonder hull breach breaks? I'd say the contest is about 9200 Kelvin. But, a minute, by the way. But I, so many jokes left untold, so many premises left unexplored, so much unslipped on banana peel, so many uninflated whoopee cushions, so much glass left intact as it is carried across the road, so many rotten tomatoes lying fallow and unflung, so many unmolested fruit vendors in the streets. I didn't realize just how much fruit there was in comedy. Gross. How must we all feel now? Too much like that self-same whoopee cushion, I dare say. Dreaming still of our maiden toot. Yet now, as it must, as it always was going to, our own punchline draws nigh. As I find myself here amongst my doomed compatriots, we few, we proud few, we band of unpaid brothers, I must at last pose the question. Why do we so oft liken the business of comedy to violence? Punchline, dying, killing... Is there a seed of symbolism in those words? Is all of comedy an unholy garden sprouting from the rich loam of mankind's darkest inclinations? Or is it because this pressurized container of comedians is literally about to die in a fiery collision with the very surface of the earth? Ah, friends. Dear friends. I hope for all of us that we perish upon atmospheric re-entry. To that final guffaw! Fifteen seconds. So long, Al. 
Safe journeys, Matt. Yeah, that's an odd turn of phrase. I don't think. Hey, Matt, I made some rice. You want some? Not really. Oh, well, I can't eat it. I'm not sure why I made it. I guess it's just traditionally what you do after you cut away from a space station crashing and then jump cut to the people you were certain had died in the crash, living safely together in a small apartment. Yeah, I can't believe we survived that. Well, Gene Wilder cushioned our impact. Yeah, who knew he was still alive? Well, was still alive till we killed him. What are you watching? Oh, uh, it's The Incredible Mr. Limpet. That movie where Don Knotts gets turned into a cartoon fish? No, that movie where Don Knotts wins World War II by getting turned into a cartoon fish. I thought Angela Lansbury won World War II by animating a bunch of empty suits of armor. I think that was in Mary Poppins? This movie is weird. I'm completely convinced that Don Knotts, when he was still human, wanted, wanted to fuck fish. I think we've had this conversation before. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Nathan Lajeunesse, Caitlin Obum, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace with a special appearance by Mallory Duvall. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015. I just want you to know it's been a real pleasure working with you all these years.